As a single professional, I had debt and no savings after my divorce. I always wonder how I can start investing in real estate to secure my future. I studied programs that gave me all the benefits of investing in real estate. Some claim I could start with no money, but I could not find one that gave me the practical, actionable steps I needed. As a wealth advisor, I've met people that own real estate, but weren't ahead financially. They were rich, but they weren't wealthy. Then I finally realized that there was one vital component missing that makes someone become wealthy or not. And on this show, I will reveal what I found and give you the step-by-step -step actions to start investing in real estate and increase your wealth. My name is Araceli. Let's get started. Welcome everyone. This is Araceli and I'm a transition wealth advisor and a U.S. and Canada real estate investor. And I'm here with a good friend of mine and a mortgage broker as well, Cheryl Small. And we're going to be talking about how, what is the difference on being self-employed or being in a job to apply for a mortgage? This is something very important. Please pay attention. Cheryl, welcome. And can you tell us what you do, who you are, and uh, just give us a little bit more about the topic today? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Araceli, for inviting me on today. I'm Cheryl Small. I am a mortgage broker. I have been a mortgage, I have been in the mortgage industry for six plus years now. I work with a Toronto brokerage by the name of Matrix Mortgage Global, and we are special, we are we specialize in the alternative space. So we are a full service brokerage, but we have a, a strong specialty in the alternative space. Perfect. So Cheryl, I know that the alternative space means that you're going to be working with people that they don't have a job per se. That means you don't work for a company. So if you are self-employed, Cheryl, tell me, how do you work with these people? Okay. That's a great question, Araceli. Um, that's a very, uh, very important space um, and I think when we, we experienced COVID and all the financial changes that we've gone through we see that a lot of people were pivoting a lot of people were starting businesses um, a lot of people were um, self-employed and so that's a really important space so first things first it's important to realize to recognize that um, a lot of these people who are self-employed they want the freedom of being self-employed. They want that flexibility. And so with that flexibility comes, um, you know, there's a cost to that, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely, there is a cost to that. So we, we can't have it all. So you either want to be working for someone and having that solid, steady paycheck, or you want to work for yourself and run your own show, but there's there's many ups and downs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know what? I can really relate to that because I used to work in corporate for many years and then I became self-employed. And I know that sometimes that, that transition for people, it's quite difficult. Uh, it was difficult for me because I was uh, almost 20 years in corporate, right? But the important thing here is that you understand if especially if you're self-employed what you need to do in order to qualify to buy your first home or maybe an investment property okay so cheryl please tell us what what is the difference what how people 
prepare? How can they prepare to be um, to apply for a mortgage if they are self-employed? That's a wonderful question, and, and it's important for people to understand because when you come to me, I get a lot of people who come to me, and they, you know, sometimes they're a little annoyed, they're aggressive, they think, you know, what, what's the problem? I, I make money, I, I, I run my own business, you should be able to give me a mortgage, but it's not that easy. Um, every day these banks are getting stricter and stricter, the rules are rigid, and we as the, uh, the professional, the, the agent or the broker, we have to follow the rules and the guidelines. We have to do exactly what we're, we're set out to do and then uh, we do our best to get you that mortgage. So, for instance, someone who is self-employed, um, I would say uh, you have to have really great records. That's one of the things that's going to help you. If you've got your documentation um, in order, um, whether you have a bookkeeper, whether you have an accountant, that is extremely important. I can't tell you how many times I get people coming to me and their their books and their records are they're all out of um, they're not they're not uh, they're not the records are not in good order right yes. so it is difficult for me to take that to a lender and to say look can you give Araceli or anyone else a mortgage and then you can't show me that you are making steady income you're not showing me your records of what business you've had in the past or what business you hope to have in the future you have no records no bank uh, records to show cash flow that is all very important and that is um, something that you have to really uh, take the time to get in order if you're going to come to me so i like to get my clients to sort of prepare ahead of time if I know that you're self-employed and you come to me and we're working together to sort of prepare you for that, then six months, 12 months out, then I will start preparing you with your documents to get ready for, for So yeah, you are ready. correct, Cheryl. You know, one of the things that I've seen, I work with uh, also self-employed people that I help them organize their finances. And that is a very common uh, trend, I would say that most self-employed people don't like to do any of the administrative, uh, you know, task, putting things together, uh, keeping track of things. But this is a necessary evil, unfortunately, if you are in business, whether you want to apply for a mortgage or not. Uh, the same with people that start real estate investing businesses. The very first thing that I tell them is you got to keep yourself organized. I know it sometimes is a pain. I don't like it. I think I'm very good at it, but I don't like it, right? It's it's something that you need to have because at the end of the year, for your taxes, for anything, you're gonna need it. So if you're self-employed, the first thing is just keep yourself organized. It'll make everything, not just applying for a mortgage easy, but everything else would be so much easier, right? Absolutely, so I think that that's the first thing, keeping ourselves so organized every piece of paper every receipt every that, that paper trail should be so on point that when you come to me and I ask you for I ask you to see your bank records I ask you to see your invoices I ask you to see you should you should have a record and you should have everything organized because yeah. 
Being self-employed doesn't mean you can't get a mortgage, but it means it's harder for you to get a mortgage. And if you are organized, that's that's the biggest step. So yeah, awesome. I know that you have prepared a list sort of kind of so we can see the difference and maybe this will help the audience to see, oh my God, I'm missing this, I'm missing that. Do you want to share that list with us? Absolutely. Yes, I'll be happy to do that. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, perfect. So on the left hand side, you'll see I have uh, the documents that I would be looking for, for a self-employed individual. We also call this business for self. So I'm using those two words interchangeably. And then on the right hand side, I've got if you've got uh, a job and uh, you're employed. So I'll start off on the left side. If you're a business for self, and you are incorporated, I need to see your articles of incorporated incorporation. So if you're not uh, incorporated, then I'll just need to see your business registration number. So I need to see something like that. I need two years of history. So when we are looking for someone who's been in business for two years, I don't want to hear that you just started the business last month. I want to hear that you've had the business two to three years would be perfect. So if you've had the, the uh, business that length of time, that's great history. So two years, I need to collect uh, two years of your T1s, two years of your notice of assessment. And your these are things that your accountant, this is where your accounting comes into play. Your accountant is going to be able to help us with these documents. Your notice of assessment is really important. And we want that notice of assessment because I want to see that you don't have any money owing to Revenue Canada, because guess what? If you owe Revenue Canada a dime, it has to be paid off before you can qualify for a mortgage. So that's very important. I need to see your financial statements. I need to see three to six months, sometimes 12 months of your bank um, records. And what's important, what I need you to understand is that I don't want to see, uh, sometimes when I ask people for their bank statements, they'll cut and paste and, and redact things from the statement because they think it looks good. But guess what? To the lender, that looks like you're hiding something. So they want to see your full statement. I want to see from day one to the end of the month. I want to see your name on the top of that statement. I want to see your bank. I want to see your account number. I want to see everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'll see there if you've got um, your history. I'll see if you've got uh, NSF checks. I'll see if you've got steady money coming into the account. I'll even see if you go to, um, uh, what are those places that you get, like um, uh, payday loans. Payday, yes. All of those things. So we're actually looking, so we're asking to see the bank statement, but we're looking at your history. We're looking to see the type of person that you are. So it's very important. So going down the, the list as well. So we already mentioned business registration number. Um, if you've got a GST number, um, your statement of business activities, we'll need to find all of those records. Um, if you, that will be in, if you're more on commission. Um, two years of your T4A if you're on commission as well. So I put that in this side here because if your business for self, um, whether you are on commissions or not, that's still under the same route, okay? Your credit report would be super important. I need to know that you've got good credit history and not only the score, I wanna see the history. 
And if you've got a score of 680 and above, that is, that's good, right? Um, the higher, the better the score, right? Um, I want to know what your past revenue is, and I want to know what your future revenue will be. And uh, we will see that from, um, you might have invoices, you, we can follow that. And sometimes if I can't get a good record of all of those things, we will ask you for uh, a signed declaration of your income. Some lenders will, will accept that. And what that is, is you're actually signing a document that is a legal document that says you make a certain amount of, uh, you're declaring you make a certain amount of money. And that can be um, used as a, as a document that shows I make X amount of dollars, but then we will use that declared income and then we would look at your bank statements to to sort of marry the two. Okay, okay so this is not something that I can just say, oh, Cheryl, I make $100,000 a month and you still have to check my, my bank account. It all has to make sense. I yeah. have to be able to follow the paper trail, follow the, the, the dotted line. So follow the money. <laughs> exactly. So it's great. You can you can have the freedom and the flexibility of being your own boss, having your own business, but it all has to still connect. You have to be responsible to keep the right records in that paper trail. So on the other side, so you can see there's a whole lot of documents that I would be asking for. Right. I just finished doing um, uh, a construction financing for a gentleman who is self-employed and it took well over a month to get all his documents in order. And my lender was so specific. I could not move forward until all his um, uh, all his taxes were done. Um, we showed proof the taxes had been filed. We showed his income. We showed um, his uh, GST, all of those things. I had to show proof that they had been filed and that he doesn't owe any money. And that took a very long time. So being your own uh, uh, employer, being self-employed, there is a lot of work involved and a lot of documentation that we have to, to show to support it. Yeah, so well, you gotta remember that if you are, if you're working for a company, the company is doing all of these things in the background for you. Exactly. If you are self-employed, you have to do that kind of job. The same keeping records, keeping track of what you pay, what you don't pay, and so on. You have to do that right now. So you have the two jobs. So that's why a lot of people get a little bit confused because it says, well, I'm doing the job, I'm making money, but also keeping the records that exactly. the company keeps. Well, I think if absolutely 100%. I think if you if you are not that way inclined and you just want to be about the business itself, then I think it's better to invest in your bookkeeper or your accountant to keep that going on that side. That's super important. So I say pay the extra money because the amount of money that you save by being organized and when you come to me and you want a mortgage everyone deserves a place to live so of course people who are self-employed deserve to have a place to live as well but you just have to be strategic and organized when you come to me be ready yeah wow that's awesome well thank you for putting this together i think this is a quick checklist for people that want to um 
get themselves into a mortgage? What do I need to do? So, Cheryl, this is, so what else would you recommend a self-employed person to do before they come and see you? You know, obviously, besides putting all of these as much as possible. How do they know? How do they, this, this, they do a, a really quick self-assessment? I am ready to do this or not. First of all, I think you also have to have your down payment in check. Mm-hmm. And that down payment, whether it's, uh, and we'll still go over the side if you have to, if you have a job, but this is for both. I need you to have your, um, uh, a really solid account of all your liabilities, your assets, and I need to know, um, uh, so your credit is in order. So those are all things that we need to, to have uh, in order before actually i know we jumped off of that screen but did you want me to go just quickly on the side if you're employed um to speak about that as well do you want to jump back to to the screen so let me let me do that and then we'll talk about a a few other things okay so can we uh continue talking about uh the down payment so you were saying that both of them need to have a down payment is there a requirement yeah, when you are self-employed, you are not likely going to qualify for 5% down, meaning um, you're going to the uh, A banks and you are going to pay 5% down and you're going to qualify for one of the insured mortgages. Chances are very slim. And again, it's because most of the people that come to us that are self-employed are hiding income. And so you can't expect to get a million dollar home if you're showing you only make $10,000 in income. It, it just doesn't work. It has to make sense. When you come to us, everything you tell us has to make sense. So whatever you are showing to Revenue Canada as your income, that is what uh, an A schedule bank or the bigger banks will accept. So if you show that you make $100,000 and you show those numbers to Revenue Canada, that's what you can bring to me and I could look at the A schedule banks to see if you qualify there. And we would be looking at your credit. We would be looking at your income. We would be looking at all of those things to see your down payment, to see if you qualify at the A schedule banks. So what would you say, Cheryl, it's uh, the down payment that a self-employed person needs if it's a first home buyer? I would say um, because most of them would qualify in the B space, the B schedule banks, and you will require at least a 20% down. Wow. If not, 20 to 25%. Sometimes some of our uh, self-employed people, we will try to take you to the A schedule bank. Um, that's one below the, the, sorry, we would try to take you to the uh, A schedule banks, but chances are you wouldn't qualify there. So then the next is the B schedule bank. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't qualify there, we would have to take you to the private space. And if you're in the private space, Araceli, they're looking for sometimes 25% down, 30% down, depending depending on your situation. But I would say um, anywhere between 20 to 25% down is probably a, a good benchmark, okay? okay? And so the other thing I wanna make um, clear about that is that we need to see a history of where that money is coming from. Yeah. I need to see a 90 day history 
of where that money has been. Hopefully, it's been in your bank account, you've been saving that money, or even if it's been in your business account, or if you're showing it to me from your records from your business, let me see that paper trail. So I could see that it came from a job that you did, you were paid for, for this job, it was in your account, I see that it was sitting there for, you know, a month or two or whatever, and then maybe you might have shifted it over to your personal account, whatever. That's fine. I have to have a paper trail that shows that that's your money. Why? Because we need to make sure that there's no fraud involved. We need to make sure that you haven't borrowed this money. We need to make sure that you can really afford to uh, to have this home, to buy this For home. Sure. So- it cannot just appear in your account magically there from one day to another, right? Absolutely no. no okay. No, right. So cool. Okay, so walk us through the, the side of employed. So somebody okay. that is, needs to be employed. So someone that's employed, it's a little bit uh, different. I would say it's a little bit easier because if you've got a solid, stable income where you can prove your income, we're going to ask you for a job letter. And this job letter has to come directly from your employer. We've got to see it on letterhead. We've got to see, um, you know, the address of the company, the logo of the company. I want to see uh, they're stating in the letter that you are full time. How many hours of work you you uh, you know that you're a full time employee for you know, 40 hours a week. It may be something like that. Um, and and your position. All of that is stated in the job letter and it's signed and dated. And so there's a phone number of someone that we can call because most likely we will call to verify that that job letter is not a fraud. We need to see that you've got uh, uh, two recent pay stubs. So I don't want to see two pay stubs from six months ago. I want to see two recent pay stubs according to the date. I would like to have two years of your T4s and two years of your notice of assessment. So again, going back to, I want to make sure that you do not owe Revenue Canada any taxes at all because they come before everyone. They always have to be paid first. Um, We will also look at your three-month bank statement. Again, same thing as on the business side. I want to make sure that nothing has been redacted. I want to make sure that I'm seeing the whole bank statements, everything, the good, bad, the ugly, um, because that tells a story of who you are. Um, But the the beauty of having a job, it just shows that you have reliable, stable income. And that's basically what the lender is looking for. Can Can you service this debt? Does it make sense? That's what we really want to know. And if you can, And if you fall within the ratios, we have to do certain calculations, the debt service ratios. We have to make sure that it makes sense, both on the, uh, if you're a business for self and on the side of if you are employed, because those ratios have to make sense with your debt and your living expenses so that we know again, that you can afford to, to buy this home. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you I'm not saying that you can't buy a home if you don't have a job. Uh, I'm saying it is harder. I'm saying that we can also go to the private space where you will pay more in rates and fees, but you definitely can also buy a home with 
private money and they don't ask as many questions, but because there's a higher risk involved, yes. you will pay dearly for it. Exactly. So there is always something that you're going to give up if you don't have something that is perfect on one side. So there's always a balance. So just remember that first, if you are self-employed, keep your records as much as possible because then you can show Cheryl or your mortgage broker how your your income is coming into your account and what are you doing with it basically to prove that you can actually afford the mortgage that you're applying for so this is fantastic information i think that this can get um you know, our viewers and listeners just to start it to see what they need but you always are better off talking to a mortgage broker because they can look exactly into your particular situation and give you some tips and the sooner you talk to them the better because if there's anything that needs to be fixed then you have time and you know Cheryl just said it takes a while to fix certain things especially if you have to go to the um, to kind of the revenue to fix something maybe your um, credit there is something there that you need to also look at so the sooner you can get in touch with a mortgage broker the better so Cheryl, it's, it's, it's definitely a long process and uh, it's not, uh, I'm going to buy a house next week and so I'm ready. No, yeah, there's a strategy involved. And so the sooner you can work. do it, the better if you are thinking about buying something. So Cheryl, if people want to contact you, how do they contact you? Okay, so um, we'll have my, my information below, but uh, my email is Cheryl, C-H-E-R-R-Y-L at mmgb.ca. That's the best way to contact me. Um, you can contact me through my email and we'll have all the details below. Yes, so that, uh, I'll be happy to, to walk you through it, ask me uh, any questions, uh, get you prepared so that by the time uh, we start looking at you seriously getting a home, you'll be prepared and we'll go through it and you'll get, I, I will guarantee you if you follow these steps, you're going to get an approval. Okay, that's awesome. I love that. So Cheryl, uh, for people that are in Canada, so you are in Ontario. In Toronto. Can I'm, I'm serve, in Toronto. Can you serve people outside of Ontario? I can. My brokerage works with um, uh, across Canada. So I am working across Canada. Unfortunately, I don't do mortgages in the United States. We do have partners that I can uh, connect you with but me personally and my brokerage i'm working anywhere across canada i can that's help awesome anywhere. to know so i just want to make sure to, for people that are listening and that they want to contact you depending where they are so they know what to contact so if you are in canada anywhere in canada you can contact cheryl i think it's even better like you know even if you are in the u.s contact cheryl because she is full of information and she can point you in the right direction. So great, this is, thank you so much, Cheryl, for being here. I really appreciate all this information. It's amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Araceli. It was wonderful to be here. And again, I uh, wanna do my best to help as many people as I can just get, a, um, get prepared and uh, get approved for mortgages. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We'll thank see you at the next one. Thanks, take care, bye-bye. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. 
And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.